0: On the bottom of the Atlantic, a large, crystalline structure starts to glow and produce a gentle hum. Then, all of a sudden, all of the gained energy is released from one charge, shooting at a plane in the sky, causing it to disappear into another reality. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Cribs the Corn Podcast. I'm the great and powerful Mr. E.
1: And I am... Final episode of season three, Jay. Woo!
0: You think this is the final episode? I hope. It's the. Final. This isn't even as long as their other two.
1: I know. Just they just feel like they're. It forever. may be as
0: long as Nessie, but it's definitely not as long as the Mothman.
1: No, nothing. I think. I hope nothing will beat that.
0: Oh no! Season four finale already got it planned. Oh
1: gosh!
0: You know what it is. We talked about it. Uh.
1: Because it's it's going to be a real big one. No, that's, that's just too far ahead to even think about.
0: That'll probably be a 10-hour. Just
1: let's not even talk two about Two days, it. it'll
0: probably be our 24-hour podcast.
1: Not even thinking about it.
0: All right, you ready for this? Yeah. This whole episode is going to be what is causing the phenomenon of the Bermuda Triangle.
1: Yes. The, all questions will be answered this special episode. At the very end, I'll so, tell you mine. Stay tuned and buckle up, because... The truth is coming.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa.
1: What was that? Like the uh, Twilight Zone. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're like the drunk version.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah.
1: What? A, oh, turn me off. I don't want to be like this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like... <laughs> The cracking at the bottom. So he pushed the button
1: and nothing, no no, noise came out.
0: No noise came out after the button hit. No, our first one is it's Atlantis' fault.
1: Oh, that's first bulletin? Yeah. So Atlantis is responsible for this, huh?
0: Yes. As Charles said in the previous episode, his idea of the lost city of Atlantis is responsible for the shipwrecks and plane crashes in the Bermuda Triangle. Since then, there's been a plea, uh, like a, a, a large grouping of people that have also come across his theory, saying the technology, the technology developed by the Atlanteans, including their crystalline engines, are still active on the seafloor, causing mechanical failures in the boats and planes above. The biggest flaw in this theory, however, is Atlantis has never been proven to be real.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only thing that proves it to be real is just whatever, like, writings that may have made it through. Or just, I don't even think any writings made it through. Isn't it all just word of mouth? It's all word of mouth. At this point, yeah.
0: I'm I'm pretty convinced it's the Eye of the Sahara.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty convinced that's wrong.
0: At least the, the, the description that Plato had of Atlantis.
1: I just think it's wrong because the guy who's promoting it, I don't... But the
0: measurements fit.
1: I'm, don't hold... No, nah, it's not true. I think you yeah. may have fudged some numbers to make it fit. No, so. nah, they fit. We'll look into it. Maybe that'll be another episode.
0: No, it won't. We'll never talk about it again because it's just how it is.
1: Maybe someone else on a different show affiliated with us will talk about it. I doubt it. It'd be worth discussion. It
0: may not be. Hmm. No, so what do you think about this? What do you think about Atlantis causing, like, all this stuff?
1: I mean, I like the theory and the idea behind it, um, but... Uh, I guess I'm more on board. I don't know. I I, I just don't subscribe to it. That's the only best way I think I can give to you. I don't believe in it. Now,
0: don't believe in what?
1: That this is sunken ancient Atlantis and their technology is still active, and that's what's causing these side anomalies or these side effects from this area. Um, I just don't think that because uh, I don't know. I just think the layout of the area underneath. Uh, you know, with all the—just kind of how we describe the trench, you know, basically being a deep trench in this area filled with, like, these giant cavernous holes, like, that are just everywhere. I, I just don't—in my mind, I just don't think there's a sunken city down there that's— but
0: Wouldn't that be, like, the nuclear submarine testing site, the tongue of the Atlantic? It's, like, a perfect shape. It's, like, built like a coliseum. Oh, yeah. Couldn't there be that—I mean, the city down there, and we talked about— the UFO could be literally the moving city, that giant, that 16-kilometer-long rock like structure at the bottom of the ocean that's moving.
1: Just a moving city? Yeah. I mean, you can't rule that out, I guess.
0: So, uh, The Saturdays was a cartoon on Cartoon Network about like a family that interacted with cryptids and all kinds of paranormal stuff. Hmm. Long time ago. And Atlantis was fish people. It was built on the back of a giant creature. Aha. So, that's why Atlantis was always moving. Uh-huh. And, like, they didn't fully control the creature. They had to ask it kind of nicely to go somewhere else. Gotcha. Okay. Hmm.
1: I mean, that's quite the theory, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, and that's one thing I'm probably not going to need to discuss this episode, but was Atlantis human beings, like like us? Was it fish people? Was it another race altogether? I don't know. I don't think it was anything. I mean, I I think something existed. I think an ancient civilization. I think it was the
0: Mi- or Not the Mayans.
1: The, uh... Aztecs. The Manahuni. Oh, Manahuni. What's the Manahuni?
0: I'm probably missaying that culture. Uh whatever the original one of the Pacific Islander
1: groups. The ones that like landed on Easter Island and built the Easter Island heads. Yeah. And there's I mean, it's just I don't know. There's there were some ancient
0: Do you understand how hard it was to find Easter Island?
1: It's extremely hard. It's in the middle of the ocean. Like and near m- nothing. nothing. If and you miss it by two miles. And they built those giant statues and they built like ancient walls are still there, like of the, what's it called? What do they call those stones where they interlock, but they're not all irregularly shaped. I can't even think. I know that. What's the name for it? Cause, uh, polygonal masonry, there's polygonal masonry stone walls built on Easter Island, just like you find in South America, just like you find in Egypt, just like you find in India and China and remote parts of Russia and uh, Italy, all around the Mediterranean, all around the North, or the North America as well, too, that didn't get destroyed by an iceberg, but uh, it's it's even found on Little Easter Island. North America
0: got st- destroyed by an iceberg?
1: Or glaciers, not oh, icebergs. You like, know what I meant. What are, no, I didn't. I'm like, oh.
0: what are you talking about?
1: The iceberg that was on the glacier that melted off and wrecked everything.
0: I wonder if that's like lava and magma.
1: Same difference. That, yeah. like...
0: It's just like what's a glacier? What's an iceberg? I it's, guess an iceberg has to be in water. Yeah, it's all Once the same. thing. it's not thing. in water, it's a glacier.
1: Right. It's all the same thing. Just depends where it is. Hmm. My, yeah. I I like that. Magma and lava, icebergs, glaciers. Same difference. Same thing, but different different locations. That's pretty pretty well said.
0: I think it was the Native Hawaiians.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it the, it just could because be.
0: like when they talk about advanced, I really don't think it's talking about anything with like flying cars or anything like that. Oh, I they think are. it was talking about a global, like a seafaring race that had abilities of calculations that the average person of their seafarers didn't understand. And I think, like the Pacific Islanders, are a perfect example of that of their their math skills for traveling the open ocean. Advanced, like they literally they had some of their ships, their ship colonies would travel and are like literally moving islands.
1: And now, now imagine you know just like grab a hundred random people today asking to do anything even remotely similar. It, no, it, yeah, it was it was a, not long, a chance.
0: A, yeah, super generational thing. Like so,
1: so like when they say advanced in that sense, like those people would be more advanced than us today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: You're sailing a, or thousands and thousands and thousands of miles of open ocean with just the stars to navigate.
1: Yeah. I mean th- that's what and we're if told. you
0: if you if your culture is off by the tiniest little bit. Yeah. You're dead. Like you're on die out in the ocean. If you don't hit your stopping points to refuel in fresh water and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you're gonna die out there.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, just it's that word. Like we talked about the end of last episode, that word "advanced civilization," but but mainly focused on the word "advanced." It's hard to. It's really, however, you want to interpret it, what is advanced and what is not considered advanced. Because, like I said, you take a cell phone out of our hands, computers. You just take out electricity for. A day and where everybody back then is way more advanced than we are now that rely on that so i mean are we advanced now that's a big question i'd say maybe not maybe not some of us are
0: some i mean there are guys that can build computers out of nothing sure but me and you couldn't right exactly i don't understand how this podcasting gear actually works it's magic like if you ask me what is inside this microphone I would say a coil of some kind, and that would be about the extent of my knowledge. It's probably not right, like a condenser coil, right? There's
1: there's a little man in
0: there. That's a condenser. Recording. I've seen that on the box that the microphone came in. Condenser coil. The, the word condenser. So I'm just gonna say there's a condenser in there.
1: Yeah, it's probably. Yeah, we're probably sound like idiots. Right oh
0: now. yeah, I mean I don't know what's inside this microphone. <laughs> uh, I can I know there's pharyngeal teeth inside of a uh, sucker though. Oh, Here we go. See Did there's you know something. That? Did you know that? No, you didn't.
1: I I might have felt one before. Mm. pharyngeal teeth mm. maybe
0: now so what are you going with the Atlantis theory
1: I just don't think this is what it you is don't think somebody this. left the engine on no I don't I just don't because had they had they done that uh, someone in our military someone in our government or you know someone with power would have already scooped it up well like, and we, been talked using
0: about, it. Well, like we talked about last episode maybe they are
1: uh, how long is it going to take them?
0: Well, maybe, like, if we talked about literally with the shields or whatever, like, the guard system that's still active, if it is real, mm-hmm. it may be way, way too advanced, as in we're still down there trying to figure out how to turn, like, unlock the front door.
1: Trying to get past it, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. it's
0: literally vaporizing ships and planes.
1: Yeah, but you know how our military work. They'd already done, dropped a nuclear bomb at the bottom of that ocean just to blow it up. and then uh, oh, okay. That,
0: Bikini th- Atoll. They already did.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it didn't work. Oh, that was there? Mm-hmm. That's where Bikini Atoll is? Are you sure? Is I it? thought that was Pacific Ocean.
0: I don't know where Bikini Atoll is. I uh, just know it's Bikini Bottom.
1: Well, yeah. On SpongeBob, yeah. Pretty sure. I think it's uh, Pacific Ocean.
0: No, but it's
1: like, I'm. if this is real,
0: if this theory is real, and we're talking about some kind of shielding system or defense system, that may be why there's a giant submarine training camp on the doorstep
1: of it. Is there really? We talked about that last time. Oh, yeah, duh, on the big military base. Yeah. The, I was thinking— the new there's tra- submarine training camp. You said training camp, and I'm like, oh, this is where the people all go to, like, train how to dr- drive— some. But I guess you're yes, right. Yes, it is. Yeah. It I, is. I took the military it's... base association out of it when I heard that. So
0: literally, the military has a gigantic presence at the the, the footsteps of this thing. So this is an ancient, some kind of culture, maybe, maybe not even human— Maybe reptilian, maybe fish people, or maybe starfish, manatees. I mean, maybe manatees.
1: Yeah, I, uh, Ooh, hmm. we never discussed the manatee theory on in in regards to running Atlantis or even disrupting the whole Bermuda Triangle. It's all manatees. Them, them and dugons. It's it's oh, it's mushroom infected Cyanians. manatees. Serenians. That would be. That's a t-shirt. I think
0: we yes t-shirts. That'll be the fall t-shirt. Uh, something with a manatee, Bigfoot's manatee. Anyways, uh, so what if this is why there's a gigantic military presence? And we talked about those cables and those giant tubes going down to the ocean. It may be the active work of some kind of our technology trying to figure out how to unlock the front door of their technology without us being destroyed. And then all the weird frequencies on top of it are when like the accidental fishing vessel or the cruise ship or a cargo ship or a plane... Gets too close to something it's not supposed to, and it gets zapped.
1: Sets off the defense systems.
0: Like it reminds me of that. Uh, oh, that warship that has the automatic targeting system mm. on the anti-gun turrets, and it started targeting that civilian plane. Yeah, like the, that, no, the jet, a jetliner. Right. Yeah, started targeting that, uh, and they're yeah. like, and I, "The guys, it wouldn't shoot it. It wouldn't shoot it without the command. But it would. It targets everything at, in the air. That's still so scary. But, but can you imagine? Like, did you see that video? That guy going
1: no yeah no yeah <laughs> no don't do it i mean just and and it, just imagine like you're in a pl- you're just in a jumbo jet on going on vacation and the whole way there you're being targeted by like high grade military oh, take weapons you out in a second yeah but i mean people we just saw the video evidence we're actively being targeted like we're there's they're pointing the barrels right at well, us well, the gun is targeting him not humans there's no we built that gun to do that so yeah, it we, is humans. The guy's like, the guys running. It's like, don't do it. I know. <laughs> he's, yeah. the, he's asking the gun nicely not to take out the civilian aircraft. Right. And just imagine if these things like just become sentient at all whatsoever and realize, yeah, we don't like having you guys around anymore. Just
0: see. I'm not worried. That'll be a future episode in season four. I'm not worried about AI. I'm worried about the gray goop.
1: It's, oh, but same difference at the end of the day. No, I don't, I don't know. One's
0: cold and not thinking and one's cold and thinking.
1: Uh, we'll see about that. I mean, I don't know. Different topic,
0: different topic. But no, what? Uh, what is so? It's like that, basically, to where the culture has died out. But this piece of technology, this gun, essentially, right, just is active. still targeting.
1: I mean, yeah, I could see that. And look, I, but I just don't. I just don't subscribe to it. I can see it.
0: The nanobot theory, like literally, this cloud. This this cloud is the defense system. It is going on and eating, essentially. The organic material. Organic materials, are or the planes or whatever.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Now that I could be more into. It could just be a military experiment. Maybe they have, like, zones Uh, for...
0: Well, save the military. We're talking about Atlantis right now.
1: Atlantis is military. No. <laughs> the clouds, I don't know. That's, I guess, well, okay, we'll come back to the clouds. But, actually, that's a good idea. But uh, as far as Atlantis, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't subscribe to it.
0: Vote no on Atlantis.
1: Yeah, that's my vote.
0: Okay. Well, I did mine. mind. Now, do you have one you want to talk about? I have a whole list. Don't worry. But
1: of what of what can be causing this anomaly? Yeah. Um. Well, one of them I think is these underground, uh, caves or tunnels or whatever you want to call it. Okay. That uh, where it's different uh, uh sources of water coming into this that or maybe being released into this area or they're mixing with the salt maybe it's fresh water under there so far that mixes with salt water yes but but either way um i think it's just the swirling water and the ocean currents creating huge amounts of energy and that energy is just causing electromagnetic disturbances all the way you know not just and that area underwater, but obviously extending as like a big bubble above this whole area, so even into the atmosphere.
0: The problem with that is that most of these odd phenomena are very localized. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing would point to a larger phenomena being experienced by many people at once.
1: Well, it might, but it might not be – we might not know what the phenomena is that causes. Maybe it's like multiple of these things, and then where there are two – spots like overlap or interconnect maybe that's where the weird anomalies actually happen so you kind of have to be in the right spot at the right time for it to uh activate let's we'll just put it that way or for these anomalous happenings to occur but i mean i just think i just think the turning of the water the the moving water and things like that is it oh. maybe it's just a special geological spot that allows for this stuff to naturally happen. Hold
0: on to that, because I don't think it's the caves, but I think you're on the right track. Hmm. I think you're putting a little too much stock in these caves. They're limestone caves. They're, there's a lot of them, but they're not very, like, they're they're large, don't get me wrong, but they're not, like, massive like some of the cave systems we've talked about.
1: But what if, too, what if uh, tying it back to Atlantis, what if that Atlantis culture bored out these cave holes to allow
0: something no, was, weird to happen it was done
1: by the luska oh okay just the luska they like digging holes in limestone but imagine though if it was like an ancient i mean we have big boring no technology. it could have
0: actually been done by so there's a lot of worm species in mm-hmm. the ocean they eat rock and they eat stuff like that
1: oh especially soft pumice rock that'd be easy
0: not pumice but oh, it's
1: not pumice what was that that was another i think we talked about that earlier there was some mountain made of pumice <sighs> don't
0: episode for season four.
1: Oh, gotcha Didn't talk about that i thought that was on this saga no, that was See, an off-air
0: conversation
1: oh okay well okay Shh, baby girl some stuff just all bleeds together it's all interconnected <laughs> no that's that is completely somewhere else on the planet okay that's not here foreshadowing people it's uh, all connected <laughs> that's
0: funny <laughs> like no we have not talked about the pumice mountain on this okay
1: uh no so this is all limestone limestone that was it that's right i knew it was some other porous rock which
0: limestone often has caves right limestone makes the best caves
1: because easy
0: yeah just water bores great holes into it right so this comes most of these limestone caves were probably made when this whole peninsula was still above water like flowing rivers and stuff like that made them like florida is a part of a much bigger plate right
1: exactly yep
0: florida itself is averagely just six feet above sea level which is crazy to think about No, i mean when uh, my family's in Florida and when we dug, like we had to dig their septic tank one yeah. time to help them out and it was like three foot down and you hit water. Like, no, that's when we hit the septic tank. Oh, gotcha. It was only three foot down. Oh. We're like, we're, we're like, we're gearing up. We're got all this beer. We got all this stuff. Cause we're like ready to dig all day and it was three foot down and it's in sand. It took five minutes. Yeah, I was
1: going to say it took no time at all.
0: <laughs> and it was full of a lot of odd material. What? Like can't share it on the show. Oh, Okay. Anyway, it was, it's just funny stuff. Uh, but no, so Florida itself is only like, they averagely is like six foot above sea level. Most of Florida is like one to two foot above sea level. Yeah. But that just, that whole peninsula that all of the islands used to be interconnected, this is a much part of a much bigger landmass. Like there's shallow water in between all these.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And we have almost no uh, research or history into the shallow shelf just off our coast. And it,
0: well the, the that whole area would be very hard to research just due to the, the sand and stuff bearing a lot of that stuff you'd have mm-hmm. to really know where you wanted to look so like we talked right. about the bimney road i think
1: episode one i believe one or two of this series yeah uh
0: and the only reason we know where the bimney road goes because it starts on land a little bit mm-hmm. so you can follow it out if that land piece wasn't there we'd never know it existed. In my opinion, like it just we wouldn't.
1: We probably wouldn't have discovered it now.
0: Cause it's just and I still kinda I kinda lean towards it being more of a natural phenomena. Uh there is weird stuff out in this whole shallow waterway, Mm -hmm. like cultural stuff and stuff like that. But I don't think the Bimney Roads one to me that I always felt was natural. Yeah. Just a rocking outcrop that it there are odd rock outcrops. But so where were we even talking about? Oh, this cave system, you know, so this whole it's the whole thing is very shallow. So I don't know if it's like when we're talking about this cave system, I don't know if we're t- we're not talking about like the mammoth cave system.
1: Right, yeah. Right. It's not just I mean, it's not even mapped really. I mean what what's how big it even is, but it's probably not that's pretty massive. I don't think it's
0: as deep this cave system. I think it's a lot of small interconnecting tubes and maybe some big bigger chambers, but nothing nothing massive yeah. without it being bored I mean, out.
1: That'd be worth investigating maybe one day. Maybe. Ready for the next one? Sure.
0: A rogue wave.
1: A rogue wave. Slash standing wave. Oh, just like wiping out boats or disappearing things? And
0: even getting planes. We'll get to there. Ooh,
1: that'd be a big wave. Uh, They happen. Yeah. Uh,
0: A rogue wave is an unusually large and unpredictable swell of water, typically twice as tall as waves around it. A few years ago, a scientist from the University of uh, Southampton in England claimed that the waters of the Bermuda Triangle are especially ripe to produce road waves due to the storms moving on all sides. Some of these waves, the researchers po- uh, poised, could reach well over 100 feet in height. While scientists work on gain- or, grain- or, yeah. While scientists work on gaining more attention to these topics, it could explain some of these crashes, but some of the higher-altitude Bermuda Triangle crashes would still be unexplained by this phenomenon. There are even some scientists that pose that some of these waves could reach 1,200, 1,300, 1,400 feet in height.
1: That's pretty huge. So what happens to them? They just go down when they get closer? What do you mean? I mean, do they ever make, reach shore? No, so it's
0: like a standing wave. Hmm. So it's like, it's a weird phenomenon, and it's basically saying the geology and the storm or the weather systems of this this part of the ocean produce these. Okay. Uh, so they're rogue waves. They could just, they're just they one standoff. So, that's a, little, so a rogue wave is a little different than a standing wave. I'm kind of interchanging them. So, a rogue wave is in a pack of waves, but it's often like just
1: one big wave. Just one.
0: massive compared to the other waves that's with. Gotcha. Uh, like, kind of like a tsunami, even though a tsunami is made by other phenomena, mm-hmm. uh, but kind of like a tsunami where it's just this one massive wave. A standing wave is created by massive currents that start. Basically, imagine a water. You know how you've seen water rush like down a rock. And as it goes under, over a rock, it kind of dives down and comes back up, and there's that swell. Right. So now I'm at a, this massive amount of water rushing over the other section of water below it. Mm. So kind of in one spot it creates this giant swell, standing wave. Okay. And so that wouldn't show up on radar or nothing like that and a plane could fly into it, hit it,
1: smack it and you know it's I mean, would that always be there or would it always show up in the same spot? No, oh, yes.
0: so the ocean currents are constantly changing. The other weather phenomena that may be promoting this are constantly changing. Right. So this would be a freak occurrence and be heavily localized. Mm, okay. It probably would not happen on the shelf either. Like, so it'd be in deep water. Right. Yeah. So this would not be seen by the shoreline
1: very often, if ever. Okay. And if you've seen it, you're probably in trouble.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, they don't move in this, like, it's weird. They just swell up. It's a very weird phenomena. I just see- I've just, i seen these. I've been hit oh. by these in the boat and stuff like that in some okay. river systems. Uh, they are very dangerous. Hmm. These kill people. The small versions, like the four-footers, kill people. Yeah. Because
1: they're out of nowhere.
0: And normally, they're attached with some extremely turbulent water.
1: Okay, gotcha. So getting hit
0: by them. Uh, one of them, this size we're talking about is 1,000 feet tall. You know, yeah. is already you have problems. But then if the ocean around it is just... Torrent. yeah i know it's literally a monster in itself
1: i just saw this video recently i don't know why it made me think of this but there was this video of this it looks like a guy like boating around a bunch of people like like tourists and stuff and they're in uh and he has everybody standing in the back of the boat it's probably like 10 15 people and they're all in the back of the boat so the nose is pointed way up and they're flying out in the ocean there's these big waves and they're just kind of hitting them just right and bucking right over them and everyone's like the first two everyone's just like woohoo yeah oh in the nose and then the third one the guy tries to go for it and that wave just crashes right over the nose that's in the
0: international coastway that's where i used to fish really in florida oh it's boat. The, it, when the tides are going out it rips yeah and there's all these signs saying you pick the same speed go the same speed like follow the traffic because it and then you should never have anybody sitting in the nose of the boat when you're going
1: yeah. like that oh it's it hit that boat and sunk everybody knocked everyone I, out of the boat yeah
0: it just yeah i've seen i don't know if it's the same video yeah but the same spot I see one of those giant like cigar boats, mm-hmm. and it slammed down like that. And I swear those people came up bloody. Oh, I bet it like instant violent. Yeah. yeah, it's not something. Waters, waters, very, very, very dangerous. It's powerful, and people but, underestimate
1: it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's
0: water is a very powerful source in the planet. And here later on, my theory involves a lot of water.
1: Okay, I mean, I felt the force of a little bit of water,
0: like a, a four or a three foot culvert.
1: Yeah, like a three foot culver that'll suck you right through it.
0: Now imagine this a thousand foot tall.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're done. Ship
0: gone, cargo ship, all people gone. Listen,
1: hold your breath and just wait till you bob to the surface. That's all I did, and you will.
0: Do you have another one, or do you want me to keep going?
1: Uh, so this, I mean, I can kind of agree with this for some of these. Absolutely, with your, your rogue wave.
0: So that's just one of the. It's. I'm not saying this is my theory. I'm just saying yeah. this is one that I've seen
1: said a lot. I bet it could. I bet it, I guarantee, or not guarantee, I'm willing to bet that it's happened. It's definitely, I bet it, it has happened. It has sunk boats and no one knows anything about them, like, or know that that's what happened at all. But I bet you, it, throughout this history of time in this area, that's happened at least once. Hmm. I feel safe in saying that.
0: Do you have a different one you want to go now, or do you want me to keep going on my list? I keep going on your list. Magnetic
1: forces. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Bermuda
0: Triangle. Is one of two places on Earth where the compass will point true north instead of magnetic north. Okay. While true north is a fixed point where lines of lo- or longitude converge on a map, magnetic north is constantly shifting. It's it's the point on Earth's surface where the magnetic field points directly to or points directly downwards. The difference between the two is called. Uh, sorry, you know I have trouble with this word. D De- dissimulation, De- dissimulation, mm-hmm. and all trained ship and airplane pilots know to account for this in their charting courses. Hmm. So, so the conspiracy theory is that the compass malfunctions are behind the triangle's ghastly history. It could be pretty easily debunked because everybody. This is a this is a known fact that your compass points to true north instead of magnetic north.
1: In the Bermuda Triangle. In the
0: Bermuda Triangle. It's one of two places on Earth. I forgot to look up the other place. Okay. Uh, But these magnetic anomalies could also affect... So, for example, we talked about a lot of these planes disappearing that aren't seen. We talked about altimeters. Magnetic pulses and stuff like that can affect your altimeter. So if you're flying blind in these big fog banks Mm -hmm. and you start having these magnetic problems, Mm -hmm. you could be thinking you're 1,200 feet above the water and really be feet.
1: Right. And then one big wave, you hit it and you're gone. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. That kind sure. of stuff. And
0: then for like uh longitude latitude, that kind of stuff, if it's slightly off for cargo ships and stuff like that and ships, I mean, just slightly off, you could hit a reef in the fog and stuff like that and not see it, you know, an island chain or
1: an iceberg perhaps.
0: Yeah. That'd be interesting to be a triangle. Not I guess not impossible, but, but I mean, I think hitting a piece of rock would be a, a lot more likely, common thing.
1: Just sticking with the Titanic theme we got going on in the world today.
0: It hit Godzilla. Huh?
1: Oh, yeah, there you go. It hit a kaiju. Mm-hmm. You never know. If your GPS is off, a Godzilla, bloop's back. Uh, yeah. A what? A bloop's back. A bloop's back. Because it just sounds funny. A bloop's back.
0: So, now, what do you think about this kind of these magnetic anomalies causing all, first off, because not just like latitude, longitude, and compasses have been affected by These magnetic or whatever this phenomenon is, it's all equipment like all these, like all these pilots and ship cabins that survive mm. these harrowing incidents. All we talk about, like all of their equipment was going in absolutely haywire. Yeah, fuel gauge, all this stuff, you know, all these dials moving back and forth, going nuts.
1: I guess my only question is, what is causing the magnetic anomalies? Why is it happening? Obviously, it's documented that it does happen here, but the question is, why? What's causing it? Um, it, no idea, big rocks. Big rocks could be crystalline. Uh, it's
0: actually that big. Or the thing that we called a spaceship earlier is actually a big chunk of magnet. The okay, that's why it moves. Is literally it's kind of crawling along the electromagnetic field of the
1: Earth. It's just getting pulled along. I yeah. mean, it could be. It could be a. Full it just long... happens
0: to be sixteen miles long, so it takes it a while to get there. It's
1: hard. It's a lot to move. Yeah, there's a lot of mass, even in the ocean. So, what do you think of magnets? Oh, like I said, I, I believe it. Now, uh, what I if, just don't know what's causing it?
0: What if I told you there's even a little more extreme part of this magnetic theory extreme magnets so this magnetic the magnetic anomalies that could be occurring could be supercharged magnetic anomalies okay what I mean is literally they turn on and they yank these planes out of the air and they yank these ships to the bottom of the ocean hmm. like anything with a lot of metal they just when they turn on whenever they the phenomena is activated yeah literally like an electric magnet and pulls these things down
1: Wow, shoot then there should be a a collection somewhere down there. Oh,
0: yeah, there probably is. It's just the bottom of the ocean, it's hard to find anything.
1: That's true, yeah. Huh, I never thought about anything like that. Um I would believe it. Well, I don't know. What are most ships and and planes made out of though? Cuz
0: mo uh, I mean, since like the mid 1800s, metal.
1: Right, I know metal, but aluminum is is not Magnetic. All metals
0: are magnetic under enough electricity power.
1: Ah, oh, okay.
0: Like you can make anything magnetic. Any mm. metal magnetic. Okay. Just there's naturally magnetic and there's uh, induced magnet. Like we used to take a, uh, I can't remember if it's aluminum nails. Like you ever made a nail magnetic? In science class, we did that where you wrap some copper coil and you run an electric current over it and you actually change its polarity. Oh, cool. Like you change the nails polarity and then it becomes a magnet.
1: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: So you can do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you can change the polarity of metals and make them magnetic. I think it does take an ungodly amount of power, but whatever's happening here is an ungodly amount of something. Right, exactly. So it could be something like this. This is the charging point. It could even be the Earth's, let's say, this is a focus point for the Earth's electromagnetic field.
1: Yeah, it could very well be. Where this
0: happens to, every once in a while, it has to discharge this energy. Yeah. And it becomes a giant magnet. Whatever's in front of it, or whatever's over top of it, yanks down to the bottom of the ocean.
1: It just is in what it is. instant. Yeah,
0: I mean, like literally, like a junkyard magnet. Right. Yeah. But even like so, pig irons magnetic. Uh, a lot of basic steels are magnetic. Stainless right. steel, I don't think is magnetic. I correct. But I think you can make it magnetic. Okay. It just it doesn't have a charge, but you can give it a charge.
1: Yeah. I yeah. Pretty sure it's not magnetic. But I think
0: you can make that easily magnetic. Not like, yeah. Like stuff, I think you can make gold easily magnetic. Hmm. When I say easily, I mean you have to have some equipment to do it, but through
1: process you can do it. Yeah.
0: Uh, but stuff like aircrafts, you know, a lot of them, like the outer shells, all are aluminum, but all the, they have steel in them.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm sure, like, the landing so gear and things like that. the type of
0: magnetic anomaly I'm talking about would
1: yank Didn't them. not matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Or
0: even bounce them.
1: Like, push them out, like repel.
0: Yeah. So there could be some floating in the upper atmosphere.
1: <laughs> out in space. Out that's in space. Some, uh, there's a ship hit the dome.
0: <laughs> no, it busted right through the firmament. Yeah, the glass there's ceiling. A little, that's a big chunk missing. You just go up there. That's that's the chunk we took to get to the moon.
1: That's the hole in the ozone layer. Is was it it from a a cargo
0: ship going Mach nine? Yeah. (laughs) Because that's a (laughs) T-shirt. Yeah. This is a cargo ship floating in space due to the the friggin Bermuda Triangle's electromagnetic force field.
1: I liked it. I like the magnet idea though. Because what if it is? What if it is like? It's
0: all magnets. It's all magnets and mushrooms.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, what if? There is, like, a naturally occurring, like, magnetic pole right there.
0: Welcome to Creeps of the Corn podcast, where everything is a magnet or a mushroom.
1: Mm-hmm. If it starts with M, it's probably right.
0: <laughs> uh, I just thought of bad words. It started with M. I don't want—never mind. I went down a dark place very quickly. Yeah, let's not do that. Uh, no, it could—so what if this is a discharge point? I like it. And the funny thing is the Devil's Triangle, uh, the, the South Pacific Devil's Triangle, is, I believe, a very close uh, longitude around the Earth. Okay. And it has very similar phenomena. And it's like literally where people say Lemuria was, like how people say right, that, that yeah. this is where Atlantis is.
1: Right. They say uh, like Lemuria, the theory is in the Indian Ocean. And then this Atlantis was in the Atlantic Ocean.
0: So, what if this is what if these ancient cultures are literally built on top of these electromagnetic anomalies because it was used as a power source? Power source. Yeah, exactly. A I natural think, power source. Here's a battery.
1: I think ancient cultures did do something similar to that for sure.
0: Now, I have another one. Uh, I have a bunch of these, so don't worry. I mean, we were already at a half hour, and we got through three of mine. <laughs> uh, I have a bunch. Do you have another one that popped into your head before I continue?
1: Um, mm, No, my biggest thing was the churning water. Like, some was creating some weird thing. No, just keep going, and then if, if something sparks an idea, I'll, I'll, I'll just mention it. Rocks. Rocks. That's my next one. Just rocks.
0: Specifically, giant crystals.
1: Okay, so crystal's rock, crystalline rock.
0: There's uh, like we talked about before in previous episodes that the on the in the US, the three biggest quartz deposits have the three most or the three highest UFO activities on top of them. Yeah. Now, those quartz are not large quartz. The deposits are large. Yeah.
1: It's not like that giant uh that cave, that cave in Mexico where people are walking on the crystals. Do you know they had
0: to drain the water out of it and they could only do that like 30 days at a time?
1: Yeah, and I think that they're refilling it. They and had they already did refill it, so and it's so no one will ever be back in there again, right? Because yeah.
0: it's they were they started the crystals started to break. Yeah,
1: It's like, craziness.
0: like it's amazing, but uh, the water they, it's like a four hundred degree room. You had to wear the special suits. Yeah, it's
1: super hot. Yeah,
0: but uh, what if there's like I'm talking island sized crystals, and these are focusing points for the Earth's natural energies. Yeah, and I'm not talking I guess woo side of the natural energies. I'm literally talking like people don't understand like the Earth's electromagnetic field is a lot. Electromagnetic electricity that's flowing all around us constantly. Mm-hmm. The Earth's movements mm-hmm. through space are making these this giant field of electricity. So, what if this giant deposit of some kind of quartz or some other kind of like quartz move electricity? Quartz store data. Like, what if it's storing to a point to where the battery, like it's, it's acting like a big natural battery? Yeah. Until every once in a while, the battery hits maximum charge, and it has to discharge.
1: Well, there. I think there's there's something called. Uh, um, I'm going to say this word wrong, so if I do, like, don't kill me at home. It's like piezoelectric, uh, piezo, piezoelectric activity or um, qualities where like quartz crystal does hold a charge, and if you squeeze it, uh, oh yeah, 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 under pressure, it does discharge like electrical. So what if, energy?
0: Perfect. So what if that's what's happening? That it's storing all this electricity made by the ocean, made by the electric like, field. And then every once in a while, even the movement, the air pressure, and the water pressure from these ships and these planes moving could make it trigger.
1: Yeah, I I mean, yeah, definitely.
0: But that's why the same – a different vessel a week later can go over the same spot and not have the same result.
1: Right. It's all based on Because it's when it's full. Yeah. Like
0: when it's the quartz full. Is the battery full?
1: And if if that were the case, I feel like we should be able to uh, at least uh, record that and then find out like relatively when things are going to happen. You know what I mean? We should, but – if that were the case. But then again, our our government, our things, entities that do probably do things like that won't reveal that information to the public. At least not very easily, would be my guess.
0: So where are you putting it that it's all because of rocks?
1: I mean, this kind of falls into that magnetic anomaly thing a little bit. There's a, more of a way to explain it. So maybe it, maybe it does play a little bit of a part of it.
0: Now, ready for a real one?
1: Oh, okay. I'm ready. Organic wait, UFOs. Wait. Okay, organic UFOs. Literally, it?
0: these clouds or cyanophore type organisms, this green fog, yeah, is literally a piranha cloud. So the funny thing is, the uh, the coast of Florida. We've talked about it on Patreons, so we've never talked about this on the main show. The coast of Florida has pink carnivorous clouds. What if that is the juvenile state of a uh, the, these big black and green carnivorous clouds, uh. to where they're literally eating everything. That's why these ships disappear, because they literally have no caps, they rack on the rocks, and they sink. Literally, you are hitting these. This is a hunting ground for some kind of carnivorous cyanophore-type organism. So when I say a yeah, cyanophore, for everybody that may not know, we have a lot of new listeners all the time. A cyanophore is a colonial organism. Right. What that means is they have giant, complex bodies, but they're actually a bunch of very simple animals holding hands, basically, they form a big body. The-
1: Best but, example is the man of war jellyfish, which right. is not a jellyfish,
0: but just jellyfish by name, not by not by genes.
1: Right, all the parts on it are individual little organisms, all linked together like the little monkeys on a chain that mm-hmm. you, you know you stack together, and they're all linking their arms, creating this one big organism that has its own functions. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing.
0: But we talked about these organic UFOs before having these psychic uh, properties around them, as in like psychotropics. Yeah, to where you being in their presence can cause you to hallucinate. Right, exactly. So these, like, uh, like, uh, oh gosh, I believe
1: her name was Harley, right? From the last episode. Yeah, it started with an H.
0: Harley. Uh, let's just go with the, the yeah. lady that her her and her plane disappeared. But she was when flying a cloud over. Cloud enveloped. Island. Yeah, but she first had, was having like a psychological breakdown. Mm-hmm. It seemed like for everybody down that could hear her, like the hundreds of witnesses, until a green black cloud enveloped her plane and she disappeared. Plane and all, huh? But they, like, mushrooms, for example, eat all kinds of inorganic stuff, oh, including sure. radioactive stuff. For sure. So it may be all big buffet. There's and a bunch of corals that love eating iron.
1: Oh yeah, but what's preventing this cloud from? Why is it staying in just this area? I guess it could be
0: habitat. It could be breeding. It could be all kinds of stuff. We don't know. We haven't researched much of them. Right. Why don't elephants move into? Uh, why don't elephants move into Europe?
1: Well, I imagine they that, don't have the
0: habitat. Yeah. The, you know, the it, weather.
1: It, yeah. But I mean, what's preventing these things from? You know, go. I guess being across the whole world, if you've got the whole atmosphere to your disposal, it man. may be.
0: They may be a tropic species. They may need yeah. these certain weather phenomena. They may need storm systems. They may need something there to breed. They, mm.
1: You know, we don't know. Maybe they just like the taste of things down there. I mean, I like the salt. Yeah. The salt's good. Could be. Yeah, everything's seasoned just right. And they, I don't know. There's, I mean, we don't know much about
0: these, but this is the one thing organic UFOs, these cyanophore type things, they're literally eating everybody. And like, so the weird thing is, we look back at uh was it Brennan that had went through the tunnel?
1: Oh, uh uh Oh gosh. Gosh, it feels like forever ago, even though we just recorded it. I mean, that was like
0: seriously though, that was like five hours ago yeah, for I us. Anyway, so the guy that names. went through the
1: this electric right, green that, cloud tunnel. That guy. Yeah, the tunnel guy.
0: So during our live show, we showed a video of an organic UFO kind of flying, and it looked like it had a bunch of sparkly white light right. bits in it.
1: Yep. and yeah,
0: So that's what he's describing. He's describing this big green cloud with white, he couldn't. The best he could describe it was like lightning, but slow in a light glow. It didn't S- hurt to Sparkly, the l- I guess. Bioluminescence. He's yeah. inside the lure. He's inside the trap. Mm. And he got out before the trap closed.
1: Mm, okay. And like, Just like in uh, in uh, Aladdin when he's riding the the flying carpet out of the cave's mouth yeah. just as it's getting ready to close. So mm-hmm. something
0: like that. Literally, that like, he got out when most people don't.
1: Right, exactly.
0: But he felt, Murmur, look back. He felt like it was alive around him. Right, yeah. He said that. He said it felt like it was alive. Yeah. So what if the phenomenon is this happens to be the perfect habitat for this specific species of organic UFO, these living carnivorous clouds?
1: I think you can't rule it out. With what we know or what we've studied in organic UFOs or speculate throughout history, newspaper clippings and things like that, this does fit the MO of some of them.
0: And they've been, they may be very dormant species. So another thing why they could be here is this is a seasonal migration pattern for whales. So let's say they're normally preying on whales, these large animals, that they go dormant for other periods. This is a choke point for a bunch of whale species.
1: Well, and uh, yeah, that's the part where the current, you know, kind of get closest to shore.
0: Yeah, they go through the island chains.
1: Yeah. So
0: this could be a choke point in shallow water where whales hang out. And they're used to seasonally turning off. And as humans got more and more active, they started switching
1: around. Changing up their... Yeah. And what what if our activity, too, is causing, you know, a lot of nutrients and stuff to kind of flow into this area where they can... Eat, you know, absorb more nutrients. I don't know what you'd call it. Eat, absorb, envelop. Yeah. No, it's... Any of those. Yeah, any of it.
0: I think they're literally like little piranhas, like a little cloud, a carnivorous cloud. And what's weird is, though, the clouds on the mainland of Florida are smaller and pink and slower. Mm -hmm. The clouds off the coast are large, black, green, and fast. Mm. So I don't know if it's that these things can't survive over land very long or they get unhealthy... Like, they need the water underneath them. They need something in that process to survive. Or they use the currents to get up in the air and then stay up in the air. And once they get over land, they kind of just falter and die. Or that it's a juvenile versus adult. Right, yeah. That, you know, as they gain more, they get darker and darker. Because some of these clouds are, like, black, green. Some of them are green. Some of them are, like, black.
1: figure the bigger you get, the more you eat, you're going to... The more individual members of the colony in a tight space. More dense.
0: The better you are, like, eating a whole cruise ship of people. Or that cargo ship.
1: yeah. All the people on it? Yeah. Mm. It's kind of scary to think about.
0: But this also would explain the disappearances on the shoreline that like we talked about in the lighthouses. Yeah. Like, we talked about that episode one, to where there's people that were not in the water.
1: Right, yeah. They, still-
0: they weren't in the plane. They weren't in a boat. They were standing on the beach. They were inside a lighthouse, and they all disappeared without a trace. Mm-hmm.
1: That's kind of... That's just... I Out of all of the possibilities, this is probably the scariest.
0: So what do you think? Do you think... It,
1: i think could be possible could be possible we kind of touched on something earlier who knows anything could be possible precisely i mean i couldn't have said it better myself um but we touched on it earlier i don't know if you want to jump into it now but like those living clouds like but the nano the technology technology living clouds the nanobots
0: not yet that's season four baby girl
1: what do you mean not season four that's season four why don't we touch it now because that's season four that don't make no sense and what do you mean season four? We're talking about the Bermuda Triangle right now. What do
0: we talk about? Nano clouds in this episode?
1: Well, we we just mentioned it, and you said, "Oh, wait, save that for later." Oh, I don't remember it. that. Oh,
0: okay. I mean, I put a pin in that. I mean, wait a month and a half.
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on it now. What okay. if, what if that military base that's there is what if they did create a technology to test, and this is a testing ground, and it's kind of like flying drones, but it's controlled like that, but it has its own set boundaries. Of just this area, like the little electric fence you do for dogs, it has its own electric fence where okay, it knows once it gets too close, to this it sets off a beeper and it's got to stay. But what if this only like its object is just to destroy? It's just to like break down every material it envelops. So the
0: biggest problem with that theory is the history of the Bermuda Triangle, just being there so long, hundreds of years, fourteen hundreds.
1: Hmm. Oh, what a great spot to hide it then, right? <laughs> That's why I don't think
0: it's, it's not. I don't think it's technology. At least our technology based. I mean, we were like white people were just getting here, hiding in plain sight. No, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't, I don't. That technology could exist. The prana like the, the prana like uh, cloud. Yeah, the tech.
1: Because my only thought is that you know all the lights he was seeing just like bioluminescence. But what if it's just like these things, kind of like setting off little sparks between each other? Are some of that energy has to go somewhere? It's dispersing it in, in the form of light or something. I don't know. Hmm. Could be.
0: I just the history is not my only thing with that, right?
1: Um, yeah, I know that does make sense. But if you want to hide something, you got to h- find a good spot to hide it. This should See, be perfect. That's why,
0: that's why they go out to the middle of the desert and l- let it eat all the sheep.
1: Yeah, but you need you need technology, you need people. Yeah, you think it's easier you gotta eat human beings. You gotta you test think all the things. You think
0: it's easier to drag that stuff out into the ocean rather than drive out to Nevada where nobody cares?
1: Oh, it's way easier when you got a big base there. To go to
0: a traffic to, to a tropical vacation destination for rich people. Think of mine, that's the big thing, is a lot of rich people. They don't put that stuff near rich people, they put that stuff near poor
1: people. Uh, you're definitely right there. Well, Puerto Rico is probably the poorest, poorest But A lot place of rich in- people go there uh on certain very small certain areas i'm not saying it's
0: i'm not saying puerto rico like i know puerto rico has a lot of poverty i'm saying that the people like the vacationers yeah like there's a lot of money and a lot of high up people that go on vacation in this spot i don't think see the government builds this next to just like the middle of nowhere nevada where they can't afford to leave
1: and they got some podunk town there that they can experiment on right
0: because they, they you know they just got the internet in
1: 2022 yeah they're now they're dropping chemicals on their heads and filling their water supply systems with who Lord knows what
0: like that's out in Nevada and stuff like that where they have all the helicopters disguised as UFOs are they really sitting like yeah it was had like a big cardboard UFO under it
1: right and they got Bigfoot experiments running wild like mm-hmm. okay but back on task back on task where were we
0: no, so, before we move on to the next one, we're going to take our break. Oh, yeah, we're at It's already almost been 50 minutes and we're Holy barely smokes. through this list.
1: Okay, let's hit that break. All then. right, we'll be right back, guys.
0: Hey, Jay. Hi. How are you doing? I'm tired and I'm It's very hot. Hopefully, they don't notice I didn't mute it during the whole thing.
1: And we're back. Welcome back.
0: Uh, hopefully this is about the halfway mark. I have no idea. I got a lot on this list still. Let's we'll
1: see where we get to.
0: All right. You ready for the next ones?
1: Oh, yeah. Aliens. Hmm, Giorgio Soukles. i try
0: to do it. Yeah. No. what if this is actually like, so if you were an alien race, I mean, I'm talking true aliens here. Okay. What if you're an alien race and you have the technology to travel the space, stuff like that, so hiding at the bottom of the ocean probably wouldn't be that big a deal. You pick a spot near civilization that you want to monitor people or whatever, and I think they do it all over the planet. And I think this is one of the examples uh, for this type of theory: is that you park at the bottom of the ocean where you can watch everybody. The, it's so deep that it's really hard for anybody to get to you. Right. Uh, oh, what was that? What was that? The Contact movie with the the this they they the aliens look like angels and stingrays combined.
1: Oh gosh, I don't know. It reminds me of Zora from Zelda.
0: No, I. No, like they literally look like they look like guitar fish.
1: That's very similar.
0: Mm. <laughs> Anyways, though, what if this is like all this weird phenomena is either alien abductions uh this is just the byproduct of them existing. You know, that they're not maybe not doing this on purpose, but the way that their engines work or whatever caused these little wrinkles in reality. Yeah like folding, like literally we've talked about folding space with their engines and stuff like that. Right, yeah. So that happens to be like a fish getting caught in a boat motor to where it's not on purpose, but it still happens.
1: Or cone jelly getting sucked in yeah, yeah, into nice. that,
0: into the deep sea prop. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like the ain't, so what if this is like the lights inside the caves? So looking back to the Lushka caves.
1: And the lights they seen down yeah,
0: there. All the all these flashing colors and stuff like that, or even the Lushka itself being an entity from somewhere else. You know, cethopods, uh, later in season four, we have a whole episode with why cethopods don't make a lot of sense on Earth. What they're, they have something called black RNA, black DNA. Uh, what if they are actually a part of, like, descendants of an alien race that has visited Earth and is continuously visiting Earth? Hmm. They're hyper-intelligent. So what if, like, the Lushka itself, which is described as a giant octopus-like creature, is the entity?
1: That's the main controller? Yeah. Hmm... So, okay, so aliens
0: I'm talking true aliens, not we'll get we'll get to other stuff later, right. I'm talking real from another planet in our in our galaxy aliens,
1: right, and you know how I kind of feel about that already, yeah we but, you know we have the same, but yeah, I, I oh boy i it's hard to even talk about this or discuss this 'cause it's everyone's definition of aliens a little different, but so
0: I'm talking for this true aliens from another planet, yeah, have been like. To me, personally, if aliens are visiting from another planet, this is the most likely version to me. You would not see them flying around. They would not be abducting people, really. Like, Because you wouldn't know about it, is my point. Right. You have the technology to get here from another star. That, already in itself, you're tens of thousands, if not millions of years ahead of us in technology. Right. So you getting here and tricking us would be super easy. Like, it'd be, like, us studying animals. Like, we could do it to where they'd never know. Like, us studying animals from space. Right, yeah. Like, or, watch, you know, using the International Space Station to watch gorillas.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd just be, like, hatching your own little birds and putting them in a cage and then raising them. And like, you're sitting there watching them. The only world they know is that world right there.
0: So, to me, this could, if this is real, these, these even if they are cephalopod like they are literally the Lushka. Like, they are using these cave systems because it may mimic their home, you know, the saltwater oceans. Yeah. Uh, that they are in these caves and they are observing us, or they may even be here for us. They may just be an outpost for them. Yeah, it might be deal. It might be just resources. In defending their little area. They may have even let's say this is real. They may have even let the US government or the world governments know they exist. They may have been like, These are our little areas. We if we wanted to invade you, if we wanted to destroy it, we already would have. We don't. We want these little pockets we've had for the last couple centuries, these last couple, you know, millennia, don't bother us and we won't bother
1: you. Some international galactic treaty. between, And then the U.S. government
0: builds it right up, like or the world government whatever, builds these bases right up to the front door, but they don't cross
1: that line. Hey, we do that everywhere. So
0: so what if we're doing that, and then we just don't tell our civilians? Oh, so for sure. they come over, they get to a spot where they shouldn't be, where one of these USOs or, US, or UFOs or USOs are at the surface of the water or underneath the water. They get too close, and they get zapped. Right, yeah. Or it's an accident. Them taking off, them doing anything, their technology, you know, like we already kind of made that joke of, you know, the fish getting stuck in the boat prop isn't because the fish are like the guy driving the boat isn't because he tried to hit the fish. Right. It's an accident. He just, you're wrong s- place, wrong time, yeah. but they don't like, you still are going to use your boat motor, even though you're going to hit a fish every once in a while. Right. Yeah. So is it something like that to where these entities have these spots and this is one of them where they're like, we've been here for way longer than you have
1: centuries, just More leave us alone. Yeah. Millennia. Millennia, yeah. That's a long time. A thousand years. Yeah, that's a long time. A few millennia.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, I mean, I guess it could be just possible. And what if it's not even an alien, you know, technically an alien race, but just a hidden race of whatever being that's always lived here. Actual cephalopods. Right, yeah. Just yeah, cephalopods, even because we know they're smart
0: they're very smart the only reason like the octopus and squid species we know about today haven't taken us over is because they die after they reproduce
1: oh i was gonna say because they keep eating each other
0: like literally if they didn't die after they reproduced and that's only some species that's more squids and cuttlefish yeah octopus will i guess kind of eat each other sometimes but it's normally other species eating other species Mm -hmm. like you eating a chimp like it's still kind of weird but yeah it's weird not cannibalism
1: uh, technically yeah or yeah like the people that eat baboons and stuff like that
0: right i wouldn't do it but it's not cannibalism right yeah true uh so what if that so basically anyway so what i was getting out with squids and octopus the, or for octopus specifically their big thing with their it's all genetic and learned like it's all genetic and learned by like by doing knowledge they have no ancestral knowledge be it past. okay what that means is like genetic knowledge is like instincts right Learned knowledge is what they're doing in the field to learn how, like they're building this stuff, and they're mov- like they're building little rock huts. They literally built some of these build rock huts. Some of these use armor. Some of them actually use weapons. Right, I've seen it before. It's pretty awesome. So, what if they had their parent though got to stay around and teach them all of the knowledge they had gained? So keep in mind, like human generations. Right. Yeah, like a human, like an older person, right now can't learn how to use an iPad. It's a three year old can do more than an iPad than I can. Right. Because when they were born, the second they were able to understand it, a person that already knew how it all worked showed them instantly. They got it. Now they can ex- expand upon that.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: That's why these little kids, like for us, are more advanced than we are in technology. and But technology. understanding how it works. Yeah. Because they they instantly get a step on all of that
1: that has been learned and move on. They know how to navigate the medium yeah, much so easier. So what if
0: cephalopods were doing that?
1: That'd be awesome.
0: This could be it. These little spots could be that they had pulled in on themselves that, I guess, alien in a way that they are alien to us, but Earth natives.
1: And then they flooded the Earth and built the pyramids.
0: I mean, they, if they would have done that, the Earth would still be flooded.
1: Uh, someone pulled the plug.
0: Yeah. Good luck with that 80-foot-long cephalopod that has a ray gun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> ray gun, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> he's got eight of them. mm mm-hmm. All pointing right at you. Oh, my gosh. No, he only got seven. The
0: eighth one's a spatula.
1: No, you need to you need to flip your food. So yeah, it makes sense.
0: No, so what if it's that? that the, literally, these, these colonies of advanced cephalopods. I didn't know we were going to get to that today. <laughs> that <laughs> causing are causing all these issues. But They're the technology. They're Atlantis. Right. They are Lemuria. They are these cultures that are maybe they're so advanced quote unquote, because they're so alien to us. Right. Yeah. Their brains were completely different.
1: I, I mean, they are. I mean, they are. So, but mm, I'm just going to not subscribe to this theory. It's fun. I just don't think it's nah, I'm I'm going to say probably not.
0: I don't know. Aliens or alien cephalopods could be.
1: I like it. I like it more than I uh subscribe to aliens from different planets visiting here and making their home here.
0: Now, do you want to do interdimensional beings now
1: or later? Uh I mean, we're almost we're almost to them, right? It doesn't
0: matter. I have them on the list. Let's just
1: jump them right now since
0: so international or not international.
1: International beings. Interdimensional.
0: It's been a long day everybody at home. Interdimensional beings. So what if this is kind of the alien stretch that they are – they're the ones opening these portals, and that may be where these people are ending up is these right. doors. And portals just opening. Let's say it's like Point Pleasant, like but on the massive scale. Right, yeah. Point Pleasant is the little temporary one. This is the long-term one where this little area is super weird for whatever reason, and these doors to other dimensions are opening and closing mm-hmm. constantly.
1: And yeah, are, the thing that's confusing, are these doors like – are they in the sky? Are they in the water? Are they on the surface? I think they're everywhere. I think they just pop up.
0: Yeah, I think they're everywhere, from high altitudes to low. So, like with uh, with the guy that flew through the the electric tunnel. Yeah. What if that he went through one that opened back up into Earth? So like a little like a little pocket. Right. Yeah. Because he went from a thousand from one. to eleven hundred or eleven thousand five hundred. So right. He jumped, yeah. You know, he jumped ten thousand five hundred feet. And then he went through that big one.
1: Right, that, and then dumped him back out over Miami. Miami. Yeah. And he
0: got lucky that they were all earthbound. See, I wonder, too, like— I think some of these may not be
1: earthbound. What if they are interdimensional, like, little portals? But what if all the portals kind of inhabit this— or that all the dimensions inhabit the same space? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they're just layered on top of each other, so you can't observe one without when you're in another. If that makes—like pages yeah. in a coloring book. So they're it, all there.
0: That wouldn't—they'd be essentially the same thing. yeah. It really doesn't. It's like it doesn't matter at that point if it's, it's layered or it's because uh, it's the same. You're describing the same thing just a little differently. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah.
1: But it, is, I mean, if if that were the case, he's very lucky. Open right back up to where. Oh, he, he got was. lucky.
0: I think he's the lucky one, and yeah. like, uh, like Harley wasn't. Like she was. Like they, she, they got to witness. What happens when a person starts to go into one of these?
1: Unless she unless she ended up in some like magical, like super advanced, I, amazing world. I very
0: much doubt it.
1: I mean, you never know. That'd be pretty awesome. You know, you
0: end up in a black green ghost demon cloud. Generally generally, I'm just gonna say by rule of thumb, the place you end up is not better.
1: I don't know. Could have dumped her right in right in the middle of a cookie factory and she have all oh, you can eat cookies forever.
0: Yeah, no, we'd have known if she was in Macomb. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah they would have been like hey, no uh, that place ain't uh-uh we don't want to eat there
0: a plane crashed today in macomb ohio went to the cookie factory
1: maybe that's how that car hit that dairy queen you know it it went through a <laughs> portal and shot it's not funny but it, but it is well, i mean nobody got hurt luckily but so all right all the ice cream machines it's still not open i, I know it's still not open. you know how many times i drive through kenton and it's like boarded but up i'm
0: like i'm gonna get my i'm gonna get my uh cookie dough ice cream today yeah and it's still closed i'm like
1: i don't think that'll be open for a while because insurance and whatnot but i mean that would be a great defense it's officer i swear a port like it was a well the thing is
0: if if like let's say they were on florida on the sunshine highway yeah and the uh car ticker just caught them two minutes before yeah and then they portaled through and crashed into like i was just in florida
1: oh and then came in lane in ohio yeah do you want a
0: side tangent real quick yeah we haven't done many. We've been good. Yeah. Let's do some since this is the last episode. Okay. For the season three finale finale. Right. Uh, I won't say what house. There's a house in, in Kenton on the way to Kenton. It's on the right-hand side. You see it? It's been abandoned. Okay. It's got that little pond. You know what house I'm talking about? Right there by four acre.
1: Fork. Okay. Yes, I do know exactly what you're talking. Yep.
0: <laughs> okay. I won't say the guy's name. Uh. So he and his family were in Florida. And that house went up in flames, like, it had an explosion inside. Uh, It got put out and everything like that. So he was going to get the insurance. But one of the the chief fire guy at the time was like, there's something fishy. Like, this was done on purpose. And they were looking at him. Obviously, you know, that's who you look at. Right. Because it's the homeowner because that's who stands to benefit. And he's like, it's weird. They were only in Florida for three days. Like, they they did a spontaneous weekend trip. Yeah. And that's when it blows up. Nobody was home. Yeah. So the guy finally gets back, and he had a bunch of glass shards in his face, and they connected it with the little bottle of accelerant that he used. Oh no! What he did? And here's what he did, and there's argument whether his wife is in or not or not. He took a plane flight to Florida with his wife. He drove the second he got there, got in a car, drove all the way back to Ohio, blew up his house, drove instantly back to Florida, and then flew in the plane back.
1: Wow! Committed.
0: Yeah, you can do it.
1: Wow. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a 14 so hour it's, drive. It's one road. It's one road. All the way.
0: Uh, And then he got caught. And that's why that house has never been sold or rebuilt. Wow. Because it it's still in like, uh, litigation, I guess, is what you'd say. Hmm. hmm. Did you know that? Did not know that. Grandpa Ray knew the guy personally. Wow. The second it happened, because it took him like months to get caught. Mm-hmm. Like they pulled the glass out of his face and they ended in testing and all that stuff. And Grandpa Ray's like, yeah, he did it. Yeah. He's like, I know that guy. He definitely did it. He-
1: anyways that's craziness though the things people do so that's That's, what happened that's why insurance is just not inherently like it this system can be it's all a system and it means nothing it's not real i don't know i don't like insurance and stuff like that yeah it depends i know it depends but nine times out of ten they're just there to screw you but all right go on
0: uh, do you have any other theories pop up in your head before I keep moving down my list? I'm trying to give you options.
1: Well, the interdimensional one, we didn't actually really... Oh, sorry, the interdimensional. Touch on that. So, yeah,
0: much. what if these, all these portals are opening up? Whether it's beings creating them or beings are leaking out, this could explain kind of all of it.
1: Yeah, it do, and it does kind of in a way. I, it's kind of stinks like putting the blanket. Interdimensional thing is, phenomena is just like a blanket yeah. in, in, anymore. But, Let's skip it. I mean, it's it's a possibility. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll file it under plausible, sure.
0: Now here's a weird one, methane bubbles. Okay, you made the joke earlier swamp about swamp gas, and I try not to laugh because there's an actual theory with methane bubbles.
1: Um, I must say no. Just stop, please. Do you want to hear the theory? Yeah. What? Do you understand? What? What? What do you high think? School, when I say when I say methane bubbles, what what pops into your head? Some high school janitor. Um, they asked for comment on what it was or could be and, that witnessed it. That was probably there. That said he saw it.
0: To season one finale.
1: And tested it himself. I'm sure. <laughs> said that it was methane bottles and they was like, oh, yep, right, run with it. Yeah, if you guys
0: don't remember, if you look back to season one, the Mothman, it was the guy, it was the janitor that ran the science club. Yeah, it was He wasn't s- even the science teacher for the school. Yeah, it
1: was just some science club guy. that commented on the newspaper and every story ran with it. That like, is-
0: I love our school dan- janitor, Dave, but I'm not going to ask <laughs> him what he thinks the Mothman is.
1: He might be more right than this guy. Yeah. And he's not even a science club leader. He just has a nice mustache. I don't
0: know. He's like everybody calls me the Mexican janitor, and I'm not Mexican. <laughs> uh, no, so what were we just talking? About? Oh, methane bubbles. So no, yeah. seriously, what pops up to your head when you hear like methane bubbles?
1: BS is what pops in my head. Like cover what? story. Like what? I, I, I hasn't. I don't believe it at all.
0: But I mean, what do you? What phenomenon do you think they're
1: trying to say? The fireballs maybe going up into the sky. Hmm. But then how would they ignite? I mean, I know methane's flammable and it's lighter than air, but. No, I don't believe this.
0: So that's not the theory. Okay. That's what I was getting at. I wanted to know what you pictured okay. when so somebody I'm, says...
1: Are they saying that the clouds of methane that come about is less dense in air, so it's causing the planes to, like, crash or boats to sink?
0: There you go. So in 2006, a group of researchers at the Arctic University of Norway announced that they had discovered massive half-mile craters at the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle... or at, Sorry, at the bottom of the Barents Sea off the coast of Norway. These craters, they have hypothesized, are caused by sudden explosions... Of depressurization of underwater deposits of methane. Uh, these have been witnessed in the coast of Norway. Uh, like a bunch of like, pi- like Pyrus rock floats up first, mm-hmm. and then everything over top of it ends up at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Like it, it really happens. Uh, so lots of conspiracy theories have gloomed the idea, or conspiracy theorists have cons- gloomed the idea that this phenomenon is happening in the triangle. Now, craters similar to, similar to this have been found in the bottom of the triangle. Okay. So what the theory is that literally when this, uh, for example, with water, that everything on top of the ocean when these methane bubbles basically pop through this through the sediment, the shock wave, the displacement of water and stuff like that, will instantly kind of pull everything over on the surface down to the bottom of the ocean real fast, like in seconds. Okay. Because you're talking about this gigantic, massive amount of methane taking up this volume, right? Then just disappearing in one second. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like an implosion. Right. So all this water kind of rushes in on itself. So if you're on top of that, it can. And then the bubble itself can knock planes out of the sky. Mm. Uh, these would be very rare phenomena, but this would explain the localization effect of it to where if these things are, you know, 100 meters wide and they pop. It's going to take down the ship and the plane over top of it, not the whole, you know, 10 mile radius.
1: So do they ever measure any of this methane in the Bermuda Triangle, in the Sargasso Sea?
0: So the Sargasso Sea is a little different, like that. Oh. Their boundaries are a little different. Okay. But either
1: way, in that area, so the
0: craters look like they are the same craters.
1: But did they ever have anyone ever tested for methane?
0: Yeah, there's methane down there, but we're not. It's hard to test for these pockets because the depth. And we're yeah. talking about some depths that only nuclear submarines and deep sea vessels can research. Gotcha.
1: Mm, okay. And now are they? And is, the ones
0: in Norway have only been observed one time.
1: Okay, so a very rare phenomena. Um. At now are they doing anything to uh? prevent this methane from escaping and into the atmosphere and then causing global warming and different topic. Oh, okay. I figured the environmentalists would be or they would be signing laws and down already. Yeah, a bunch of cows. That's where we need to put sea cows. We need to put all
0: It is manatees.
1: This is manatees. We need to put all of our cows in the sea and to stop the methane and give us uh carbon tax money for it. So no, what do you think about the theory though? Uh I still don't like it. I don't care for it either, but it is interesting.
0: Have you seen the video, that one with the, the methane explosion with the boat? Mm, I don't think so. These guys were like seconds from dying and they didn't know it. Okay. Uh, all this rock started floating up around them. Okay. Like miles of white rock. It was pumice rock, pumice yeah. stone. And it was because they were near a volcanic chamber with all this ec- buildup gas. Okay. And when the gas exploded, it would have killed them. Literally, they were filming, like, they're filming. Look up this. I'll try to remember to put this video in the show notes. It, you te- text it to yourself so I remember. What's that? To put this video of the pumice rock in the show notes. Okay. But no, these guys are in a boat. Like, there's like 10 of these guys in this big boat out in the open ocean. Miles of this white rock. And they're kind of driving through it real slow. And they're like, huh, what's happening? Huh, what's happening? And they finally get out of it. And you just hear. Like, <sighs> they, where you see the shockwave. Yeah. And you hear this implosion. And all of the water starts rushing towards that spot. Yeah. If they were on top of it, they would have all died. They, nobody would have known what happened to them. They'd have been above the ocean instantly. Pulled right down.
1: Now, is it was just, was just a methane explosion or yes, what? Yeah. Okay.
0: So that is, it has been documented. They're very rare. We don't know. We think some of them are volcanically produced. We don't really know, though.
1: Or what if uh, what if instead it was uh, a government boring hole agency that was digging under the ground and they exploded their opening <laughs> out? And...
0: Middle of the ocean? Yeah, why not? I don't think so. The giant fungus that lives down there would have taken care of them. But remember, we can't put internet cables down there without sharks and bloops eating them.
1: It's, yeah, it's not the Sharks and Bloops. It's this company. No. That's, that's the, what it is. That big
0: cable was definitely dragged off
1: by a monster. A monster machine that we built. That no, That we're using to dis- destroy organic the that's, machines. That's like Godzilla. The thing was has been here since it's the like, Permian. It's like dinosaurs. All
0: right. All right, Jay's been muted for the rest of the episode. I,
1: just, I know the right things to say.
0: I don't know but if they can hear you or not.
1: Probably not.
0: Oh, they can hear you a bit. There we go. Oh darn it! You muted yourself for a second. <laughs> you guys aren't going to hear nothing the rest of this. No, so I don't. I don't. I personally don't think this is true. As right, in yeah. causing this. Hey, it's fun. Main, it's, it's fun
1: speculation. I, I but- guess it could
0: happen. Like it Miami has happened in the Bermuda Triangle, uh, like, but it's so rare. Like we said earlier, two thousand ships. Yeah, it's not the main. Or no, sorry, two hundred ships. Or no. 2,000 ships, 200 <laughs> planes. That's go. right. That's the number.
1: It's not the main phenomena that's causing all these. We would have noticed
0: if they were that common.
1: Yeah, someone would have smelled something by then. Not that kind of methane. Oh. You got another one for me? Um. Yeah. Have you ever heard of methane bubble? No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't got. No, keep going. Keep going. Spark some interest in me. Wormholes. This is like portal openings. Kinda. Uh.
0: Like there's some scientists so. Could the beginning triangle be portals to another space or time? A pilot named... Oh, there, here it was. It was Bruce. Says he believes he went through a wormhole. Okay. Uh, so wormholes and portals, I guess, are a little different to me because a wormhole in my head in physics is going... It's still staying in our dimension, our reality, just going somewhere else.
1: On this A location. portal
0: or this interdimensional portal is going to another dimension or another plane of existence. Gotcha. Okay. So I guess... Like, you want to think of it, it's hard to explain. That A wormhole, you're staying on the same level, but you can end up anywhere in that level. Right. A portal's going up or down in different dimensions or different levels. Yeah. Does that
1: make sense? Yeah, it does. It's like, I don't know, like a -a whack-a-mole. Each time each one pops up, it's always popping up into an area where you're going to hit it. There you go. But if it was a portal, it it would pop up like, I don't know under the ground where you can't see it i don't know you just can't hit it on top of the ceiling so
0: let's say that bruce's example that was his name is bruce okay that uh he got to go through one that was still relatively in the same area like the first one jumped him up you know ten thousand five hundred feet and the next one jumped him like 400 miles like a, a little mini mini wormhole like yeah still just a wormhole they just happened to be localized yeah uh most people let's say in the Brebean Triangle that go through a wormhole accidentally end up in the bottom of the ocean. Because if it can take you ten thousand feet up, it could probably take you ten thousand feet down.
1: What if that's how uh all rain happens? It's just wormholes open up. There you go. Under lakes and little then, individualized wormholes. And they I oh. think we'd notice.
0: <laughs> no, but what if it's seriously like like they're ending up somewhere well like that cruise ship that supposedly or that cargo ship, I'm my apologies, that ended up On the Irish coast. Right, yeah. It supposedly floated all the way down South America, all the way through the Antarctic, all the way through Africa, all the way through Spain, all the way through England. And no one's seen it. No one's seen it until it hit Ireland. Yeah. Likely. What if that went through a wormhole and hit Ireland? But the time dilation, you know, sometimes we talk about these wormholes moving you faster than you should be. What if they slow down? What if uh, you're stuck in this, it feels like 15 minutes, and you're f- for 15 years. Right. I'm or that sh- one's example, 18 months.
1: I'm sure time is not relative when you're going through those. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah, it could have been in there for 10 seconds, and it showed up 18 months later in mm-hmm. our timeline. It's, it's all weird stuff. It just gives you a headache when you really try to think about it. So what do you think about wormholes? I mean, sure. I'd, I'll put as much credence into it as in their dimensional portals.
0: My last one, before I get to the big boy... The big one Is water spouts Actually I have two more My apologies okay. Water spouts
1: Water spouts I've seen, waters. I've seen water spouts before I've
0: been on Indian Lake In a boat With a dead motor When a water spout formed Oh that's scary Yeah I, It was like oh, I literally remember Like you remember Sherwin telling the story When he thought he was yeah. gonna die That was my I thought I was gonna die moment Like mm. I accepted it yeah. It was weird It's weird when your body Just like well There's literally nothing You can do No
1: Just brace And then
0: I, I did not I didn't die Oh, well, clearly. I mean, I could be a ghost telling this story.
1: That could be true, too.
0: No, according to Jay's second favorite organization, NASA, waterspouts are spinning columns of moist air that form over warm water, akin to tornadoes, but in ocean and lakes. Waterspouts can feature wind speeds of up to 125 miles per hour. Because the Atlantic Ocean and the coast of Florida is one of the most active areas in the world for the severe weather phenomena, some of the, some people have posed that this is responsible for you to Triangle disasters. So, for example, upon boats and ships, well, planes are a little easier to explain. You know, they just get grabbed <laughs> and they get dragged to the bottom of the ocean. Right, yeah. For boats and ships, if these hit the cargo ships, and most of the crew are in an area where they can be grabbed by the powerful wind, they'll just be sucked out, you know. And when, like, sailboats and stuff like that, they get turned over on their side or whatever, but the crew is, you know, the crew don't. Miles away at some right. point, out yeah. in the open ocean. If they survive, you know, right?
1: They might get. If it is water, probably get sucked up into it, right, and thrown. I mean, yeah, you you better be pretty good at diving because that impact's <laughs> gonna suck.
0: What is it? Ducking, diving, dodging.
1: And no, dodge, dip, dive, duck, and dodge. There you go. Yeah, dodge twice. Just because twice is important. Mm-hmm. Uh.
0: So what if it's something like that, to where this happens? And I've moved, I've literally been in Florida, off the coast. Not off the coast. I've been on the coast mm-hmm. and looked out and seen like thirteen water spouts oh, at one point. S- same here. It happens constantly in Florida. Yeah. So what if this is what's happening? This is a very localized phenomenon. These are you know these are very s- strong, but very localized.
1: I feel like people, if that were the case, uh, it would already be documented. I just feel like there wouldn't be as much mystery. Why do you think? Because I feel like people would ar- it would already be documented. People already know like this is what's going on. You know,
0: but what if it's the natural thing that humans do, where they just want the mystery?
1: Hmm. I well, that's what I'm saying. I don't. Well, think like, I don't know. This could
0: perfectly explain like those kids' death when I was in, uh, from Jupiter. They were expert. They they were expert in the waters, stuff yeah. like that. But a water spout's a water spout. The boat right. turned over on its side. They got thrown, probably killed
1: in Can't the tor- in the waterspout. But wouldn't and that's some, it? Wouldn't someone else have would have maybe witnessed the waterspout?
0: No, I'm, these things are not that big. They're not tornado. Like it's, they're a lot smaller than people realize. They're really powerful. Yeah, they're very localized. So think about the open ocean. You may not. You may be. They may have been hundreds of miles or 25, 30 miles from the nearest person. You can't see more than a half mile, a mile sometimes.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. What if, what if, uh, I don't know, military agencies are creating water spouts?
0: Well, this, once again, doesn't go back. This goes back to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years.
1: Some nefarious people have been around with nefarious technology for a long time.
0: But this part of the ocean, due to all the currents and the warm and cold water meeting and all the severe weather, has always had a lot of water spouts.
1: Hmm. Better look in the history of who's, who's been living there, I guess.
0: You had your chance to blame the government. You didn't do a good job. You can't do it now. What do you mean? When we did the whole government section. It's the government.
1: Part yeah. of it's the government.
0: So what are you giving water spouts? Eh, I just don't like it. It's not fun. I think it, I think water spouts are a chunk of this.
1: I just don't think it's fun. I don't like it. It doesn't matter if it's fun. Right. Just
0: people have died. Those kids died. In a non-fun way.
1: Yeah, you're a monster.
0: All right. Perfect to my second to last one before, or my last one before we get to the finale.
1: What, monster?
0: Monsters. <laughs> what if this is literally sea monsters? This is one of the last strongholds of true-to-God sea monsters Like we talked about maybe in the bloop, these living islands, that big rock that's involved in the ocean that's moving around yeah. is literally an animal. It's just a massive 16-mile-long animal. When you get too close, they defend themselves. They may perceive you as some kind of different threat or food source. Uh, there could be all kinds of smaller monsters. Like, literally, uh, there was like, I can't remember what it was, what movie it was, but this basically this tentacled monster where at the end of all the tentacles were teeth, like mouths. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it had this big central head, but it was kind of like an octopus and a shark. Sharktopus? Had a baby. The Lusca. Oh, the Luska. But anyways, it got on this cruise ship, ate everybody, stayed there for a little bit, then went back in the ocean. He stayed on the cruise ship? Why, it was digesting for safety, because mm. it's like a big shell.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. And then it went back in the ocean. I just thought he was enjoying all the anemones and maybe checking out the pool. Yeah, but this whole creature, so what if
0: that's what's happening? These creatures are taking advantage of the ships, getting on, eating, and leaving. That's why the ships are intact. That's why the cargo is fine, because they don't care about that stuff. You know, they're, the humans are the targets. They
1: need the organic meat.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even there could be some flying creatures that are living out there that are literally eating these people.
1: Right, like we said Taking out the planes and stuff like that. The living cloud. Or the pterodactyls. could be a combination of all of this. Get together. All is one. Everything is connected. It all overlaps.
0: So where are you, like, what the kraken, the bloop. They're literally, this is what's happening.
1: Um, Frightening. But, I mean, I can't rule it out as some of it. Mm. I don't think any one thing is creating all this. Now there might be one thing that creates all the phenomena together, but I think all the phenomena themselves, like there's, it's multiple things happening. Hmm. So yeah, let's. I like to throw this one in the ring, like as a possibility for some of them. Hmm. Maybe not the airplanes, but no, they they're getting them. Maybe eels, eels jumping. They're good jumpers. They're actually hoop snakes. Hoop snakes. Hmm. They throw each other like throwing stars. What
0: have I told you? I actually know the truth. Oh, so we've been you've bu- almost been onto it the whole time.
1: You've been building. You've
0: said the words and didn't put them together.
1: Ooh, Luska. Uh, Luska nanobots.
0: My theory is that the Sargasso Sea is spinning, creating a vortex of energy, creating these portals to another world. This could be explained by the by eels. So let's get, I have a whole list of stuff. I'm real, this is really what's happening. So at the top end, around Bermuda itself is the Sargasso Sea, this massive spinning void, one of the least researched parts of the ocean that we go to frequently right? because it's so dangerous to dive in. You can't put submarines down there. We know eels go in there. We don't find eels, but baby eels come out of there. All the freshwater eels on the Atlantic from Europe, Africa, South America, and America, they go down there. And they breed as supposedly, the, and they come back. They're actually going into a portal system made by the Sargasso Sea turning so much,
1: and that's where they emerge from. If
0: they're if they're going to another world. Eels aren't even breeding. from here. Yeah, they could be from here, but they're using the other world as a spawning bed. Right. But this is so. Yeah, this could explain why every once in a while we see fish from another world. In like, this area, like BB's, yeah, all of his fish. Yeah, this could explain the electronic fog. Could be a cyanophore organism from this other world or a natural part of the phenomena. This mm. could also be explained by the UFOs coming and going, like the portals opening in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. There being a byproduct, stuff disappearing and reappearing. This could literally be the portals are being opened and closed by this turning of the Sargasso Sea. The magnetic anomalies and the time slips are all connected mm. to the Sargasso Sea. Mm. It's all because of eels. All eels. No, the eels are the biggest giveaway. The yeah, an animal that's been one of the first major fish to be researched. We still don't know where they breed. We've never seen them. We've never seen eels breed. We mm. know pregnant eels go there, and baby eels come back because they're going to another world, another dimension. They're reproducing and coming back, but they're bringing all kin of monsters in mayhem with them.
1: That needs to just be a sound bite. You can put that on a button.
0: You know how long I've been holding that in?
1: <laughs> this whole time. Yeah. For four days. Three days. Well, at least. Um... I mean there's a lot here to unpack. Now, the eel thing. Yeah, we don't we don't see them breed. We don't see them um give birth. We don't see where they come from.
0: Like Cotton Eye Joe. Hmm. Also, this was Cotton Eye Joe's last known coordinates.
1: Ah, oh, it's true too. The Sargasso Sea how do we not have like any probes or nothing? That just we can just drop and they what? don't come back. Well, yeah, but then the, shouldn't there be something like sort of thing that we no, record we... their data until they're just gone? Does that happen?
0: Yeah, they record their data on board. Yeah, they and don't. They can't upload through the water until they stop. What?
1: What year are we living in? How do we not? Do you understand
0: act- how thick water is?
1: Yeah, but do you understand that? Uh, I don't know. I can I can make a phone call to someone on the other side of the world like through bad. air well not not completely true because underwater internet cables stretch all across the ocean not in bermuda Uh uh-huh don't do it why are you throwing it
0: is the sargasso sea the eels no so why they can't put probes down there is literally i think they've done it i can't remember there's one eel study i was looking into where they put the have you ever seen like the big yellow like like they look like toy submarines but they're actually really advanced piece of technology like people used to dive in video yeah. record, yes. Those type of submarines, they put them down, and they don't come back. Hmm. They assume what's happening is they're getting tangled in all the crap spinning in the Sargasso Sea, and just they can't return. I think they're actually probably popping into somewhere else. Is it really like spinning and churning? Yes. Hmm. This is one of the most dangerous spots in the ocean for diving. Hmm.
1: I gotta look up right exactly on the map where it is too.
0: It's right at the top of the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Right by it's like basically spinning around Bermuda.
1: I was spinning around Bermuda, Bermuda. Um Sargasso C S A R G A S S O for anyone at home. Uh if they wanna Oh yeah, it is. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, it's right in that whole area. That's what I said. Hmm. Interesting. Odd, perhaps, you may say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, so this is all because of the cause they sargasso C and eels. Well,
1: maybe not eels, but our Sargasso Sea.
0: No, the eels are actually making the portals open so they can go somewhere
1: safe to breed. So the eels are opening the portals. Mm-hmm. I-, I believed you until you said that, but I mean, it is odd that all eels go there, ain't it?
0: All eels in the, the any landmass that touches the Atlantic Ocean, they all go there to their breed. Ain't that weird? Everything from morays, all of them, yeah. all of them. Because I really think it's because whatever's over there is worth the journey. We're talking some of these eels swim, like, what was it, like 9,000 miles.
1: So do we even know how deep, like, that it is there in that sea? Roughly. It's like 6,000 feet. Okay. There's not, like, some major hole at the bottom? I mean, as
0: far as I know, no. Like, you know. Wouldn't
1: that be interesting? What if it was a hole to enter Earth, and this was just kind of like an area where it goes all the way See, through?
0: First off, I think there's, there, there's, this is turning, but there's no <sighs> suction. There's no what? Suction.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha.
0: So there's turning. So it would pull you kind of down in the a middle, I guess, but you are talking about a much larger scale. You could probably sail right through the middle of the turning point and not have problems. Not really noticed yet. Yeah. But this has... So a weird thing with the Sargasso Sea, you ready? This is going to blow your mind. I don't think I've ever told you this. Okay. You know what the Sargasso Sea is famous for? Uh, no. Killing tons of shipgoers. Oh, okay. You know how it does it? Out of nowhere. How it got its name Sargasso, which is a type of seaweed. Okay. Out of nowhere, these boats will be wake up one morning, completely be surrounded by hundreds of miles of sargasso until everybody on board starves to death or dies of dehydration. And it seems like magic that the next couple days after that, the sargasso disappears.
1: Wait, I don't understand. What's these sa- sailing what, ships- What's sargasso? Weeds. It's plants. Okay.
0: These plants will come up underneath your boat, pin you to the surface where you can't move in a ship until you starve to death or die of dehydration, and then they let you go. That's and then your boat weird. just goes floating-
1: That's very weird.
0: That's why it's called the Sargasso Sea. It's killed tons of people, and
1: nobody talks about it. I'd never heard of that before. I purposely
0: have never told you about it.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, now that's very odd. It's like it's alive.
0: Or it's kind of like whatever the Sargasso is. It's the kraken trying to eat you. It's just covered in plants.
1: Giant mushroom growing the plants. Mm -hmm. Colonial reefs. Or it's absorbing the water in that area, so it makes it shallow so the plants rise up.
0: No, it's like pushed. But it's, it's weird. Like, they've described this phenomenon. Like, people that have survived this phenomenon have said, like, one night they never felt a bump. They never felt anything. They never felt like the wind stop. But they wake up the next morning and there are hundreds of miles of Sargasso. Yeah. Sometimes thick enough that people can get out and walk around on it.
1: That's so weird.
0: And then, literally, the survivors will talk about it. they waited 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 days sometimes. And because the problem with this is they're getting close to the coast. So most of their supplies are low. Right, yeah, because they're ready to refuel. Right, they're ready to restock on stuff, and then they wake up the next morning and it's all gone, and like they're... it was never there. Oh wow! Okay. Some people literally, like some of these old sailors, have described it as being like on the back of a monster. Now like what if the that... living island, like what I've talked yeah. about with the bloop, that literally, that maybe this is a spot where the bloop is raised up for a little bit, and if you're lucky enough to survive
1: it, it grows sargasso.
0: Well, yeah, like we talked about with the, being a giant like colonial reef organism and stuff like that, right, where it yeah. has all this stuff on its back. But what if it's raised up for a second, or not for a second, for a, or a second for a, you know months for us? Yeah, and then whenever, like literally, the phenomena has been described as crazy. That's how it got its name, the Sargasso Sea.
1: Hmm, I'm looking up Sarga- so Sargasso, Sargassum. Yeah, it's a little just a little seaweed. Um, wow, that's kind of crazy. Um, that's so weird. If you if you ever seen Sargassum, it's an algae. It says, e.g., seaweeds, algae like combo, but. Or it's an algae that looks like seaweed. It's a complex algae. Yeah. Uh, if you ever seen this, just look it up. I mean.
0: It's like a big plant. It looks yeah. like a plant.
1: A plant, but like kind of like an alien plant.
0: but All i guess bumps and bubbles.
1: Yeah, exactly. You
0: know what those are, right?
1: Nodules. Well,
0: gas-filled sacs.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so they're floating.
0: Yeah, that's why. I, well, that makes sense. Like kelp. Kelp has big gas-filled sacks in it, too.
1: Yeah, what if the pressure. What if in this. Yeah, what if something's causing them to the raise up like that? I don't know. Like pressure, mm-hmm. like changes. I don't know. Weird. Very odd. Very
0: odd.
1: The House of God looks like a facade oh, for
0: training death squads, proclaiming jihad. We're just saying, ain't it odd? Ain't it odd?
1: No, that's a good theory. Holy moly! It's a very. good, It's a good. It's there's something going on there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's a weird anomaly, a weird phenomena. But does it tie it all together? Perhaps
0: now. What if this is the biggest? Now I'm going to tie it all back to mushrooms. Okay. What if this is the biggest fairy ring. This is a purposeful portal to wherever mushrooms are transitioning the interdimensional plane. And these big clouds that people are seeing are actually spores, and that's why they fly into the ocean. Ah. Like the anomalies people are seeing are hallucinations, mm. but group hallucinations. Like the one guy that flew, like everybody. It's I don't know, but I do think there's portals opening up with the fish from another world. It's weird that. How biologists like that? Like BB has he was a claim biologist describing on these fish, and then on dives later, and they were never there. Right. Yeah. Like these species completely disappeared. These giant magnificent species. The UFO angle really reminds me of stuff like the Uinta Basin, like the yeah. uh, like these areas of high hot spots, high strangeness. Right. And the stuff disappearing and reappearing. You know, we're talking like may, may end up in this other world. Right. For an extended period of time and then pop back into existence.
1: Kind of like your, when you lose your socks in the dryer. I
0: literally had that written down on one of these flyer like one of these sheets. That's exactly the, it. uh yeah. And then the magnetic anomalies. They would shift all kinds of electromagnetic and magnetic anomalies and even gravitational anomalies. This could be like when they're active is why they're screwing with their equipment. And why in general the portal's always there, so that's why the compass points at quote unquote true north. Because it's affecting a extremely large area oh, w- when it's off.
1: I had a question about that, Did You Just remind me of. Hmm. You know how all of our phones have a compass on now? Mm-hmm. Is that pointing the true north or magnetic north?
0: I think magnetic north.
1: Ain't that weird? Why would they do that? It's a digital compass, you know? Wouldn't it just point to straight true north? Why would it? Because that's north. All
0: of our maps are built off of magnetic north. Oh, okay.
1: Because hmm.
0: your compass, before we Damn. had the technology in the last 20 years... Your compass pointed at magnetic north. Ain't it odd?
1: It is odd.
0: Oh, what else do I have? Oh, and time slips. This could be causing like these bubbles in reality to shift. This, a massive amount of power being produced. When we're talking about yeah. literally the giant massive turning point of the ocean, the amount of power, energy being produced by this point could be causing all of it. It's all because of eels.
1: <laughs> all because of eels. What are the eels turning the sea?
0: No, they like they oh, they have the garage door opener.
1: Oh, okay. The eels are the gatekeepers. Whenever they go
0: back, they hit the button and the door opens for them, but sucks in everything around it.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. The e- I don't know. What do you think about this? I mean, it's maybe that's why the eels have that body plan to get in and out easily through mm-hmm. these portals. Slipstream. Yeah, it's nice and easy to get through anything within regular shape, you know, gets picked off or but something. But
0: what's so weird, like literally is that like eels just go to this area we don't see the adults in this area. We don't see them reproducing, and then the babies come out of this area. Right, exactly. We're talking like it's never ever been seen. We've seen great white sharks and blue whales make babies, and we know that. And we know it's here. We know it's this area. We know they go there pregnant with trackers, and we can never find them. And they baby eels come out of there.
1: So it's, that's a, a just a weird phenomenon in general that we're. I tracking. really think
0: they're going to a different plane. I don't know if it's a whole different ocean, like a whole other planet. Like, it's like they're going to Subnautica,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. A safe spot there, <laughs> one of the most dangerous waters I can even imagine. But there's some safe spots, there is, yeah.
0: At least for them, they go to the bottom of the ocean where those leviathans are, that they're too small to be messed with,
1: right? Exactly, yeah.
0: But there's literally leviathans the size of semi trailers swimming around,
1: yeah. Screw that.
0: No, I don't know. I think it's the Sargasso Sea. I really think the phenomena, all of the phenomena, is being caused by the Sargasso Sea. So that can everything be the one from thing that... the extreme weather phenomena, yeah, is all being caused. The, the documented weather phenomena that people like it has the, some of the worst weather in the world is just off the coast of Florida. Daily, you can watch massive thunderstorms rolling out there.
1: Why does the Sargasso Sea churn like that though?
0: It's everything from the way the islands and the coastline is shifted to the jet stream in the ocean. It's like a perfect. It's like all this this geological and oceanographical stuff combined hmm. to form the Sargasso Sea.
1: And what if that was uh, done by purpose or s- for some reason? You know, as far
0: as we know, it, it wasn't because it's moved. Eels have, like, the spot. Oh, gotcha. Eels just go to where the spot is. Aha. So if, let's say the Earth, like, the plate plate movement stuff, shifts around enough to where this spot then ended up in South America. They'd all go there. Right, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Hmm. so right now the north american eels have the easy route because it's right off the coast for us right they're following the, the african eels have to swim all the way over here they're following the portal but a million years ago it may have been off the coast of africa and right the american eels had to
1: swim all the way across it's like it's like our magnetic north it's always moving mm-hmm. hmm. it's in correlation with it
0: the bermuda triangle <laughs> is caused by the sargasso sea due to eel reproduction put a pin in it we are the first podcast that's ever said that.
1: I will guarantee that. Stick a fork in it.
0: I will bet a million dollars. That's the first time that sentence in that order has been said on a podcast.
1: So, uh, all you listeners out there, see if that's a thing. I don't know. Check him on that statement. What? See if, that, if that's been said oh, before. Oh, I was like, check what? I mean, if that's so, like that's groundbreaking. That's that's why you come here yeah. to Cryptos of the Corn podcast. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed this season finale. Yes, this has been fun season finale. Uh, yeah, if, you, if you're still with us through all these hours of uh, Bermuda Triangle, uh, leave us a comment on this episode. We like hearing you know your thoughts too. So yeah, maybe it'll give us a future discussion for on next season to talk about. You guys might even have some theories and stuff that we've inspired within you that we'd like to hear. So. Yeah, just leave us a comment. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, you know, write, give us a comment there. We'll answer. You know, We'll maybe do a live or something and talk about it. But either way, yeah, just a- interact with us. We'll connect with the, uh, our ideas and things like that. It'll be fun. Do you have anything else for the Bermuda Triangle? I, I think we very well I – feel, I feel a lot more educated on it. That's I've, for sure.
0: I feel like the script could have been four times longer.
1: Oh, it probably could have.
0: Like, literally, I left out so many, like, weird disappearances and stuff like that. I tried to pick the all-stars. Yeah. You know, the real stuff that really points to some of the exaggerated phenomena of the triangle. Right, yeah, exactly. And it's just, you know, I I had the ending of the Sargasso. Did you like the ending?
1: Oh, yeah. We
0: can talk for just a minute let everybody know. So, we're taking our season break. Whenever this episode comes out, we will officially be back uh, July 31st. is the first day back of the season four.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Yeah, season four starts July thirty first. Um, we want to thank Lone. Okay, let me get it back. Let me get it up here. I got a shout out, Lone Star Crispy Creations out of Texas. They sent us a box of freeze dried candy. They produce a lot of freeze dried candy. We very much enjoy it. Try them out. It was good? It was really good.
1: Uh, anything else? Like, so we got lawn chair documentaries coming out soon. Yep, that's that'll be um if <laughs> yeah that'll be coming out on YouTube here very very soon. Uh, so this will be our, our very first episode will premiere, um, or I guess probably
0: in August, I'm going to guess if not early September. Yeah.
1: Either, either way, it's our first one. So we would like some constructive criticism. Hopefully you guys enjoy it.
0: I don't want constructive criticism. Just tell me it's great. Or do that too.
1: No, constructive criticism, uh, constructive criticism is always appreciated. Cause yeah, this is definitely, uh, going to be a working our working project project. That, you know, this will slowly... It's just like how we started this podcast at the very beginning. We just kind of start just by just doing it. Just do it and figure it out
0: as you're... Baby bird style,
1: right? So it'll it'll get better as we go, and it'll get more interesting, and we'll we'll find our footing as it goes. So, so as please of right subscribe.
0: Now, Everybody, go to subscribe to the po- or the YouTube YouTube page. We yeah. need to hit that thousand, at least that thousand. We're very close, but we need to hit it.
1: So find us on Cryptids of the Corn on our YouTube page. Find us on all your social media platforms. Stab uh, myself. Find us on every podcasting app that you already don't listen to, and subscribe on there too, and just do it. Just subscribe. Like
0: Jay said, leave those comments. It really helps us. Five-star reviews are nothing, and we read five-star reviews. Right, yes. Uh,
1: what else was it going to say? If you've enjoyed this whole series, season finale, leave us a five-star review and let us know.
0: In August, you can come out and see us at uh, the Hocking Hills Bigfoot Festival, and you can see us at Squankapalooza. We're speakers at Squankapalooza. Yep. But come out. If you're going to be there, send us an email. Send us a message. I just like to I try to learn people's faces before they get there. Is that it? I
1: think so. I have been the Great and Powerful Mystery. And I have been season three, Finale Jay. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review, and remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash Crips of the Corn dot com. And don't forget, stay
1: magical.